Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today's Stadium Scene Podcast is brought to you by. Hey guys, this is Jillian here at StadiumScene.com and StadiumScene.tv. We strive to help you find the best ways to get to and from the big game. Now we are joining forces with Lyft to make it even easier. For our listeners, enter the promo code StadiumScene with no space and get credit towards your first ride. So download the Lyft app at the iTunes or Google Play store, enter StadiumScene with no space as your promo code, and get to the ball game. Do the responsible thing and get home safely with Lyft. Terms and conditions may apply. See more at Lyft.com. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts, DJ Flook. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kate Thompson. The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. (laughs) You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. Welcome to episode 20. Yes, we took a month off, and uh, a lot of stuff has happened in the last month. So, Jillian's not here. Uh, she actually was in Atlanta and had uh, is moving back to Boston, so she's uh, trying to get herself set up and squared away with her, her new life in Boston. Uh, but we actually have someone sitting in her seat today. Hopefully, Jillian won't be too upset. So, uh, well, actually, you know what? Hi, Kate. Hi. Hi. All right. A woman of few words. So let's uh, introduce our, our uh, co-host for today. Uh, you remember him from our highest rated show to this date from the Save the Crew episode. So please welcome to the Jillian chair, Ralph Shudell. Hey. I, I hope she doesn't get mad that I'm like stretching it out or anything like that, well, you know. So well, uh, you uh, sit there and you get the cushion all settled and stuff. But I hope I just don't disrupt it enough for her. Uh, you know, fun. she has the best spinny chair, so it's revenge. <laughs> it is a good spinny chair. She does get some pretty quality revolutions on there. I have to put, like, black duct tape on my chair, like, so it doesn't completely fall apart. It's it's pretty bad. Um, so, and the funny thing, too, is when Ralph tweeted out today that he was filling in for Jillian, at that point, I, <laughs> I, I didn't even tell Jillian by now, so... She found out that somebody was filling in for her via a tweet. (laughs) What did she, oh my God, what did she say? She didn't say anything. (laughs) She's kind of off the grid right now. She'll she'll probably find out in three or four days, like, oh, you guys did a show without me. Well, (laughs) 
It's oh, it's Ralph. It's okay. I created him. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. You're, 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 uh, yes, you're part of the Jillian coaching tree. Yeah, it's funny how that worked out, you know, but uh, she, you know, not to, I, I don't want to talk her up because she's not here to defend herself or, you know, <laughs> enjoy it or whatever. But yeah, it's just, it's funny how that worked out. You know, she's been really cool and uh, really influential in the whole process. So, you know, she's, she created me. So blame, uh, Blame yourself, Jillian. Sorry. I, I, I was watching her her Instagram feed the other day, and I looked at her, and I, I, I think she has like twenty four thousand followers now, or something like that. Oh yeah, when when I met her, she had I don't know, she was nothing. Um, <laughs> she had like no, two hundred. <laughs> yeah, she had some. I I think it was like sixteen, maybe two grand, and she was just she just blew up. I think when she um. You know, started traveling. I think right around the NHL All Star Game at Cor- or uh, Winter Classic at Coors Field. I think was when she started really blowing up. Was when I noticed it, and it was like, holy mackerel! So yeah, I mean, good for her. And you know, uh, I I hope we all can be successful that you know in that direction. She's sitting at just under twenty five thousand followers on Instagram right now. Can you imagine what that would be like to have your notifications? Anytime you posted your movement, what you you know, what burrito you were eating or something like that, and then just suddenly just, you know, so so and so like this, so and so shared this or whatever. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that. Like you know, from from my personal account, which I don't use all that often, I have 115 followers. And Kate, what, what are you? Uh, what are you sitting at right now? Like 10. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really woman bad of few at words using it. <laughs> few words and few followers that's right no uh, this is i only uh, post when dj reminds me well <laughs> and our the stadium scene account at stadium underscore scene we're sitting at a little over 2100 followers and it's just like it's it's hard enough to keep up with 2100 followers let alone 25,000 followers it's like you you gotta imagine that she's getting at least 100 dms a day like unsolicited dms a day yeah, hey, go into business with me. Or I've I've talked to uh, a few of the female reporters in the Columbus area. I won't say say names, but unfortunately, there are some some weird people out there that DM some pretty weird stuff some, sometimes. Some lewd, lewd uh, behavior. We'll keep it like worded that way. Uh, lewd and lascivious is that the the correct uh, correct word I want to use there? I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> but I For know, the record, DJ checks ours before anyone else. Wait, what? Oh gosh! Wait, Wait what? Is it? Huh? What? Huh? What are you talking about? Who? Don't worry about it. All right. Okay. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So now that we're six minutes into the show and have actually done nothing, um, we haven't even done the, the we haven't even done the true introduction yet. So the reason why we've been missing for a month, like I said, Jillian disappeared, and then we got into a whole side topic of Jillian, and this isn't really talking behind her back, because she's going to hear it at some point, so I don't care what we said I'm, I'm okay with, so she's probably listening, well, when she hears this, she's probably like, oh my god, those guys are idiots, but you guys are embarrassing me, stop it. <laughs> so, anyway, in the last month, um, I've had some good news and some, some not-so-good news, and the not-so-good news is I came home... Or I woke up one morning and my garage was filled with standing water from our water heater um, exploding, and uh, we've had to you know, we had to rip out the entire floor on our first floor of our home. We've had to rip out a whole bunch of drywall, 
And you know, we've been working through the insurance company and restoration company, uh, which is pretty uh, pretty brutal. So that alone, I think, is is hard enough to handle. But the week before that, I've been complete keeping it almost a total secret to the world. I knew. I knew. Yeah, Kate knew. Jillian knew. Uh, a few few people knew. But um, I, I actually have become a father for the first time, first and second time Woo! for that matter. So yes, I have uh, twin girls. They were born at 30 weeks. They were very small, but they're doing just fine. Um, they're you know they're still in the hospital. They're going to be there for a few more weeks, but um, they're doing well. They're in really good hands, and they're making very good progress. So we're about to. You know, we had one that was two pounds eleven ounces, and the other was three pounds five ounces, and you know one broke four pounds yesterday, and the other is about to break five, um, probably in the next day or two. So things are going well uh, on that. But in our and house, he already has a favorite. I don't. Uh-oh. I know. No, 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 no. I don't have a favorite yet. I said, I do not have favorites. The only time I can be swayed on that is if one of them ends up with a full ride college scholarship, and then I will have a favorite. The reason I say he has a favorite is the first like couple weeks, he only sent me pictures of one of the two. In 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 my defense, the other. Uh, my other child had the jaundice lights on there. Um, so it was a bright blue LED, and it looked like a space alien. Uh, so pictures did not turn out very well. So I sent the pictures I could, even though it was of one child. So they're both off the, li- off the lights. I've been taking pictures, and, you know, I don't have favorites. But like I said, scholarship money, I can be swayed. Yeah, and didn't you say it was part of your grand social experiment, too, I think was the uh... – announcement when i heard the announcement it was part of a social experiment yeah, well yeah i um you know my, my wife has a little bit of a health condition it's nothing major or life-threatening or anything like that so you know her pregnancy was considered high risk man this is the uh, the pregnancy hour now we've done a lot of stuff in the first 10 minutes of the show and haven't talked a word of sports yet which is pretty awesome so you know if you're still listening thank you um anyway she has a bit of a health condition and so we had to go to a high risk uh doctor throughout the process and you know there's a chance that you could lose them and unfortunately things like that happen to people Uh, you know really the difference between a high risk and a regular doctor during the process is that you go in much more often for testing uh and ultrasounds and and they do a lot of pretty you know you know it's it's a lot of time behind an ultrasound machine a lot more than you would under a quote-unquote normal normal pregnancy so yeah, you know, we kept it quiet from virtually everybody until things stabilized and looked like it was it was going to stick. And then we just kind of said, "Yeah, what the hell's the point of telling everybody?" It's just like I get sick of people going on social media and having their stupid, uh, you know, their gender reveal parties. And <laughs> and it's you know, I'm not insulting. If you do that, that's perfectly okay. It's just not my cup of tea. But you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're here and. You know, 95% of the people I'm friends with on Facebook had no clue. So I figured, hey, this is going to be funny as hell. when one day I just all of a sudden post I have twin girls. So I I have to say I appreciate that because I'm not a big fan of the chalkboard posts where, you know, (laughs) your baby's as big as an avocado and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, like I said, more power to parents that, you know, the miracle of life and everything. That's wonderful. But honestly, DJ, if I would do if I would do it, I would handle it. Just like you, just go boom. Here's kids, 
enjoy, love on them. I'm not going to be that type of parent that's just like, you know, hey, your baby just did this or did this or, you know, so no disrespect. I sound terrible. I'll shut up. That's all right. I I think we've pissed off a lot of people in the last three minutes of the show, but... Looking at our, 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 you know, the demographics of, of who listens to this show, I don't think I really upset that many people uh, as far as that goes. So, hey, you know what? Our base is fine. So, All right. So, are we going to talk sports uh, today? I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, Ralph, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is in the Save the Cruise saga, I mentioned that was our highest listened to episode to date. Still is our highest listened to episode today, um, to date. So long story wow. short, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, honestly, it, it's funny because I was talking to another reporter, and I'm going to get off topic again for a second. Um, I was talking to another reporter here who writes for the local newspaper uh, here in uh, Columbus, and we just looked at each other because he covers OSU women's basketball with me, and we just looked at each other, and we were like, wow, can you believe that the season's here already? Because it's been such a whirlwind with everything that's been going on. And it's just, I can't believe it. That's crazy to think that, you know, that many people care about what's going on here in Columbus, this beautiful Midwestern city. And, you know, everybody's, uh, everybody's getting involved, which is a beautiful thing. Just, uh, this week, you know, the, a lot of the teams are out here in Arizona having their own little spring training and our, our local USL club, Phoenix rising, uh, FC, who's trying to get one of those last two, well, yeah, one of the last two expansion slots uh, at the end of the year. Uh, they they had a couple exhibition games, and they had one last week against the New York Red Bulls, and going into the 90th minute, they were actually up 2-1, to one, and then the Red Bulls scored two goals uh, you know, in extra Is it because they have wings? Hey! Hey! Yeah, that, that's exactly it. <laughs> so, and then Was they, it uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, I'm imagining, yes, probably had something to do with that? Uh, sure. Might. His his half brother Sean actually played for Phoenix Rising last year. Um, Sean, oh, okay. Sean's like five six, and it's like he's had a, a pretty successful career. You know, he played at Chelsea, played with Drogba at Chelsea, and Didier Drogba is actually one of the co-owners of this team. Is uh, he still the captain too? Uh, I think so. I, I think he's going to start phasing himself out this year. He he've already announced that this is it for him, that he's going to transition into full time part owner next year, and I'm sure he'll probably have some other title to to go with it as like player development director or something like that. Uh, it's 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 pretty exciting, I, you know. Or because of that, this this minor league soccer team is getting global coverage, you know, in, in Europe. And there's like Spanish and English major publications like, "Hey, did you hear about this minor league soccer team in Phoenix?" It's, no, well, you're gonna hear about it. So that sounds like FC Cincinnati here. Yeah, pretty much. So save the crew. Where are we sitting at right now? Well, you know. Like I alluded to earlier, DJ, it's with this saga, it's honestly kind of hit a standstill, to be quite honest with you, which I guess no news is good news if you're sitting in central Ohio. Um, Where we last left off, we've had a couple of instances where um, you've had players depart. You've had Ola Kamara head to Los Angeles, and uh, Los Angeles has sent Giassi Zardes. Greatest hair ever. Greatest hair ever, and actually fits really well with the kit, too, to be honest with you, surprisingly, in watching the preseason tournaments. Um, But that was uh, a contract situation, which I know a lot of people are sitting there saying it was a ownership situation, but it was a contract situation. Uh, There was a story that got out last summer 
that Ola was not very pleased with his contract and was working to renegotiate. He was not too thrilled that that story got out to the media, but uh, that was a contract situation. Uh, by contrast, uh, you've had the departure of Justin Miram, who is a huge, beloved uh, soccer player here in Columbus. Uh, actually was kind of one of the main stars on the Iraqi national team. We had a slogan that we called him the line of Mesopotamia <laughs> uh, and the Iraqi Ronaldo. The so Iraqi Ronaldo, man. The Iraqi Ronaldo. That is quite and, uh, a nickname. He's got quite a cult following on social media. If you go check it out, um, a lot of the Columbus Crew SC accounts too. Uh, there was a devout following from Iraq, but uh, he has left for Orlando City. Uh, and by way, I believe they sent somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.2 million in general allocation and targeted allocation. I'm not too sure. I still don't know the allocation rules that well in MLS. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Don Garber doesn't either. Um, but anyway, uh, they sent uh, Don Garber fun bucks, as we call him, over to Columbus for $1.2 million. Uh, he has left, basically, uh, that was an unsteady situation with the move. He didn't like it. He often touted that he was looking at being a one-club player vis-a-vis uh, -vis Ryan Giggs of Columbus Crew SC. But, uh, unfortunately, that did not come to pass. Now, in terms of management uh, talks here with uh, Precourt Sports Ventures, uh, there's been a lot of weird developments that have happened. But this whole story, as we all know, has been quite weird. Um, there has been uh, Columbus Business First, which is in a uh, publication out of here in central Ohio, reported Anthony Precourt was agreeing to preliminary, co preliminary conversations with the city of Columbus. Uh, by contrast, you've had uh, Vice President of Business Operations or President of Business Operations Andy Lochnane come out and say that that's not true. Uh, he was talking about that at the Supporter Summit last Monday at Moffray Stadium, uh, saying that the league and Precourt Sports Ventures has only met has not met since the November fifteenth meeting in New York. Um, and that whole situation too, for those uh, who may not know the. Um, Supporter Summit, uh, Jeff Carlisle of ESPN and Yahoo Sports wrote a really great article about Andy Lockney basically pulling business metrics from his backside, um, essentially including a um, $150 million expansion fee, which is the going uh, rate for expansion teams here in Major League Soccer, saying that it's part of the $300 million he's going to need for the stadium and to keep the team in there. And it just, the metrics didn't add up necessarily and has a lot of people kind of scratching their heads a little bit. So, and then there's this big term that you guys will see on the Save the Crew movement, this thing called contractually, contractually, wow, I talk well, <laughs> uh, ob obligated income or COI, which is a huge number that, um, Lockman was alluding to too, saying that um, it's it's something for our bankers out there that Crew SC has to have, I believe, a hundred and some odd million tied up in COI to get a bank loan to get a stadium built, and basically it's just uh, Lockman was staying to the PSV talking points, even though numerous reports have debunked these. Um, there, my good buddy Tim Myers uh, has put out really good reports about this. Keith Noss. Uh, several folks out there, if you go to SaveTheCrew.com or CrewNotDoneYet.com, uh, there's a lot of links to reports basically disputing the claims of Major League Soccer and pre-court sports ventures that are really well done and really well thought out. And, uh, you know, you can kind of see and formulate your own judgment. I'm not trying to tell you what to believe, but, you know, these uh, arguments are pretty convincing and 
you know, kind of tend to lean against uh, the narrative that Major League Soccer is kind of perpetuating in the general public. And on top of that, you know, just kind of from a distance following the Austin side of things, outside of the Austin Chamber of Commerce and a handful of supporters and, you know, that prop group, the MLS 2ATX mm-hmm. on uh, social media. Sounds like Pre-court no, sports venture going group too. Yeah, it, it just sounds like they don't really care if they're there or not. They're like, yeah, okay. We're, I mean, it's just like, you know, I've heard there was, they wanted a park site and there was a protest of residents saying we don't want to lose our park over this. And it, it just seems like the city of Austin's not really sold on this. Yeah, and that's the interesting part about it. I know uh, Anthony Precourt was really kind of gung-ho for this Butler Shores Park complex, which apparently was going to be really great, um, except that uh, parking and like walking distance was a little bit weird. But they, they went all in. They had stadium concepts ready to go. They were ready to move in at the word, you know, Austin says go ahead and go. But uh, Butler Shores got redacted. Um, I believe city council said that they weren't going to have Butler Shores up for consideration, which basically shattered all the MLS to ATX plans. Now they are shifting their focus to this park called Guerrero Park in Austin, which is kind of starting to shift away from the urban core, which is where everybody's really hot to trot. Uh, where they really want to stick a stadium is really no different and far away than Moffrey Stadium is from downtown Columbus. So it's you've got a lot of devout folks down in Austin that kind of, I'm going to say, are very observant to this because they're sitting there saying, you know, they see the bureaucracy, they see a lot of people kind of pandering to certain uh, groups like you alluded to, DJ, with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, and a lot of other things too, you know, you've got this small group that says, yeah, we're ready for soccer in Austin. Well, it's, where were they when they had the Aztecs? You know, they lost the Aztecs twice, you know, they lost Orlando. Well, the Aztecs became Orlando city, you know, they're going to get you else. What people feel fail to recognize is they're going to get a USL team in 2019, you know, come, you know, whatever the outcome of this is, they, you know, depending on whether crew SC ends up there or not, um, will be a little bit interesting to find out how that folds, but they still have a soccer team that's coming to them. And the thing is, if you look into these metrics, Austin's not that different from Columbus. No, it, it really isn't. I mean, it's, it's a college town. It's a capital city. I mean, that's, it's, they're very similar. There's a lot of similarities between the two. I mean, that'd be the equivalent of you saying, DJ, you're like, I'm going to go from Arizona. I like me some hot weather and I'm going to go to California because I just kind of want, a beach, but I'm still going to get, you know, I'm going to go be in the high country and it's still going to be, you know, nice and warm or low country and still going to be, you know, nice and warm, but except the property <clears throat> tax bill all of a sudden will like quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and the thing is that it, I don't think the more this goes on and, you know, I certainly don't speak for everybody behind the save the crew movement. And I mean, if you guys follow me on social media, you see I'm outspoken on a lot of issues, but you know, I, I don't think so much of this is, Anthony Precourt's fault now as a lot of it starts to kind of fall on the shoulders of Dave Greeley, who is the uh, president of or chairman of business, business something with Precourt Sports Ventures. I can never remember his title. But, you know, if you look at Dave Greeley, his uh, history is not that great. He worked with the Chicago Fire. He kind of left them in financial ruin to some extent. 
Um, Which is funny with the fire ownership. It's it's a very similar setup to the cruise ownership. It's it's a yeah. owner who lives on the other side of the country, runs like a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. You, you rarely see him there. It's just like, again, you know, going back to your original point from the last time you were here, it's like if if this can happen to you know MLS team number one, it can happen to any team. It doesn't matter if you're you know the New York or New England or Los Angeles, either Los Angeles club or even you know Portland or Seattle. I mean that there would be riots in the street. I think in in Portland if they threaten to take the Timbers away. But um, yeah, I mean it's just it's pretty wild. Well, it's funny you mentioned that too. And uh, the big thing is that Crew SC is getting real settled on at least the um, front office portion of it that are perpetuating this narrative is the season ticket numbers. And the LA Galaxy just released through an article with Grant Wall that the LA Galaxy returning season ticket base was at 7,500 for this year. Now, I don't know if you guys followed the season all that much. They did not win a ton at home. They actually had the best away record, I believe, in Major League Soccer, but had the worst home record. I think they only won one game. I don't have the stats in front of me at the moment, but uh, they were one of the uh, the worst teams in Major League Soccer. So they're at 7,500. So it's in a year that LAFC's coming in just down the road, and you've got these guys out in Carson. Carson's not an easy drive necessarily in Los Angeles to get to Carson's not an easy drive. But the fact that their season ticket numbers are dwindling, it's like, well, hey, guys, where's the call to move the galaxy? You know, that's uh, I'm I'm being purely hypothetical and facetious when I say this. But it's just it's funny because if crew numbers are dipping and the team's suddenly in financial ruin and the L.A. Galaxy are dipping and, you know, are we comparing apples to oranges? And then they come up with these sponsorship dollars that I think, you know, weigh a little bit differently. You know, 20 million in Columbus is going to go a lot further than 20 million in Los Angeles. Oh, absolutely. The Galaxy, their solution is they need to bring back Bruce Arena. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and then any, they, any I, US if they get Zlatan, supporter, I think it'll be okay. Any U.S. soccer supporter who's listening right now who heard me say that, they're just like, I just want to choke this <laughs> Oh. I want to choke this guy out. I'll edit that in post-production. <laughs> oh, well. Oops. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's the solution, you know, and let's bring Sunil Galati as the uh, GM of the uh, Galaxy. <laughs> so, that'll, that'll, that'll show him. You know, I think we're going to skip the baseball topic. Um, this took a little longer than I thought it would. So, Kate's been sitting no, quietly. Let's talk, baseball. let's talk baseball. I talk too long. Let's, <laughs> got time. Let's go. Oh, no, Kate's itching to get her trivia started. Yes. Trust All me. Right, let's You're going to love this. Kate, it's time for trivia. I've been studying up. I've been studying up. Well, hopefully you've been studying up on the Daytona 500. Which was today, by I the way. I got prepped. I got show prepped. And uh, <laughs> for those who didn't watch, Austin Dillon won. It was a pretty exciting last several laps. There was a big there was a big wreck with about three, three, two to three laps to go. It took out about Did ten cars all towards the, the front. Guy? I heard he intentionally wrecked the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he Austin Dillon was in second behind. Oh, what the hell's his name? I can't remember. But yeah, he was in second, and yeah, he he intentionally wrecked him. I, oh, I don't geez. think there's gonna be much argument there. But it, it was a wild finish. If you haven't seen the race, I, at least watch the last ten laps. It was uh, it was pretty exciting. Love me some. Okay. Kate, so, go ahead. We we've talked too much. We're so, like two old ladies here. Yes, Kate. You know what? <laughs> Uh, you'll need to explain the rules and what our buzz-in word is, but let's do this. It's time once again for everyone's favorite segment, Kate Stadium Scene Podcast Trivia. Kate, 
you've got your evil trivia for the day. Uh-oh. Will DJ and Jillian be able to answer her questions? Yeah. Yeah! Or will it just end up in embarrassment and humiliation? <laughs> She, she has fun. the evil laugh down. She, she did an evil laugh on us. So the rules are, I'm going to ask five trivia questions. Your buzzing word is room vroom. Oh, boy. Today. Nice. Nice. Room vroom. And I highly recommend you listen to the full question. Okay. Because I do tend to take some left turns. <laughs> I guess this is a Formula One. <laughs> I actually really like that joke. I'm sorry. I like that a lot. I totally didn't plan it. But <laughs> okay. So, Rip question room. number one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Answer. <laughs> the Daytona 500 has always been a day race. However, in 2012, it was postponed not just a day, but to the evening of the next day. Why? Oh, I think... Vroom, vroom. Okay. Is it rain? Yep. <laughs> that no. was the first and only Daytona 500 that has been raced at night. Was that because... I felt like it was because of a hurricane. Wasn't there a hurricane that year? I'm just curious. I don't think it was a hurricane. It was just a lot of water. I, and okay. I swear, it wasn't 2012 the year where Juan Pablo Montoya crashed into the jet dryer and had that huge yes. explosion <laughs> on the track? That was it. <laughs> that was almost a trivia question, but it's not. Well, I'm glad I almost ruined your trivia. <laughs> All right. So, DJ's up one. Question number two. Jeff Gordon won three Daytona 500 races between 1995 and 2005. He was assisted by his pit crew that had which nickname? Oh, Vroom Vroom. Vroom. Yeah, Ralph. What? The Rainbow Warriors. Yep. Ow. Yeah. So it's 1-1. And DJ, he beat you by like a second. That's like the victory Martin Truex had last year, like four (laughs) inches. Hey, hey. So, question number three. Believe it or not, but the Daytona 500 has not always been televised. People at home were able to see Richard Petty beat Daryl Waltrip by one car length during which year? Oh. That's... There was a year that just jumped out to me. I'm going to go ahead and say it because I don't have a clue. Vroom, vroom. DJ? 1972. No. I'm going to go 1976. Wrong. Dang. It was 1979. Mm. But you guys got the right decade. Yeah. Which I am impressed by. I guess, yeah. I guess Daryl Waltrip's not that old. I was thinking of the pass in the grass for some reason. <laughs> okay, number four. Not all races started with Gentlemen Start Your Engines. It was actually debuted in 2004. What was the career of the first person to say it? That's a ridiculous question. Wow. (laughs) That's a good one. What was the career of the first person to say it? I'm going to say Vroom Vroom. I'm going to say the chaplain who delivers the invocation at the start of the race. No. Okay. 
All right, I'm going to say Vroom Vroom. DJ? It was an actor. Incorrect. It was the President of the United States. Oh. George W. Bush. I mean, they used the whole gentleman start your Indians in Indianapolis for a long, long time. But, yeah, I knew Daytona was a relatively more recent thing. So, wow. Yeah. I I did not remember that. So we're still (laughs) 1-1. I do have a tiebreaker question. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know if we've ever ended in a tie before. Well, we got to have a shootout. I knew I was being a little evil today, so... Oh, dear. That was pretty evil. (laughs) So, question number five. My car, Earth Slayer, Mm -hmm. is a Volkswagen, (laughs) which is not a car that is used in the, the Daytona 500. Which manufacturer of cars has the most wins? Vroom vroom. DJ. Chevrolet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They won. Nice. No. I was gonna say I was gonna say Ford because I was thinking about the Wood Brothers for the longest time, but yeah, that uh, yeah Chevrolet. Yeah. All Darn. right. My my win streak. See, and this still goes back to the question where Kate totally mailed it in a couple episodes ago, where it was an. <laughs> animal themed and referees wear stripes what other animal has stripes <laughs> uh, platypus but i only have five minutes to make five trivia questions just jillian's reaction to that when she goes uh zebra and you're like uh yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that that was hard i see when you had when you were talking about the 2004 one, I was preparing mentally for a question about Danica Patrick. Like I was thinking about you were gonna say who was the last female to like race, and I I had it I had Shauna Robinson like stuck in my head for some God, reason. That's, you're and, you're uh, dating yourself there. That was a yeah, while ago, I, dude. I was a NASCAR aficionado from like 2002 to like 2008. I fell out of it and then like just recently got back you, into you it. Got burnt out by the car of tomorrow. It, the car of tomorrow. Yeah, I got burnt out by that. Now I'm. Still getting used to stage racing a little bit. It's a little weird it's, to me. It, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little little weird to get used to. Um, <laughs> I remember when the Car of Tomorrow came out and everyone was making fun about stupid it looked. Uh, you know, Michael Waltrip was trying to start his own racing team and he wasn't doing so well with it. And he was doing Napa commercials where he's like, "Time to answer some fan questions." Hey, Michael, big fan, but they, it seems like they gave everybody the Car of Tomorrow. Why did they give you the Car of Yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> So what ended what ended up happening to the car of tomorrow? Did they just say, "Yeah, we're scrapping that. We're going to go back to a normal body style"? Yeah, or what was the deal? I, th- I think so. I don't. I don't. I kind of lost interest around that time as well. So, um, yeah, something like that. I like I like the Daytona 500 because it you know it means uh, warm weather's coming. But DJ, don't talk. It means warm weather's coming to me and Kate here shortly. Yeah, well, we've got the polar vortex coming that's, like, split. And like here's, now we're talking weather. we got new sports and weather. Uh, we're a complete new show here on Stadium <laughs> Feet. Well, I'm going to kind of move us to the end because, to be honest, it's cold up here. And I just found out my boyfriend's been sitting in his car waiting for us to finish. Oh. Why is he sitting sorry. in his car? Yeah, he, can he come didn't want to open the door and make a lot of noise. Well, we're not live. We can edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come hey, I'm, hey, I'm here. Uh... You're playing with your friends again. Oh. 
know why he'll I gave just... him a country accent. <laughs> it's not too far Stop off. Stop playing with friends. Stop it. Ouch, I just stabbed myself. Oh, All right. God. I just accidentally oh. stabbed my finger. Okay, so on that note, we're going to end. <laughs> and I think we got the show title. Ow, I accidentally stabbed myself. Uh, <laughs> so thanks right. for listening, Ralph. Thanks for filling in on the uh, the Jillian chair. Do you have any, any parting words? I'm sorry that uh, we didn't get to talk baseball because I was actually really ready for that, too. That's so. all right. We've, there's more. I, I, ho- I hogged the show, guys. I'm sorry. I don't care. We haven't filmed or we haven't recorded a film. Recorded a show in over a month. <laughs> At this point, people are wondering if we're ever going to record again. So the answer is yes. Yeah. Kate, parting words? Nope. Oh, man. I'm my boy, my boy today. Right now. He's, he's in the car. You're, you're like, okay. She's like the Al Borland of Sports Talk Radio. I ruined the show today, guys. I'm sorry. That's the, that's the theme. That's, that's, you that's... made it way better than listening to DJ. Oh, ouch. <laughs> DJ and I are essentially the same person, though, so that's the terrible part. Yes. Oh, don't, don't prepare yourself. But, yes, hey, you know, yesterday I got choked out by a mascot, so you can't say that happened to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say I did that. I, I sat there and wrote some fine I, articles for stadiumscene.tv. I, 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 there you go. Nice plug. I walked up to hey, Clark hey. the Cub yesterday, and I said, "Hey, can I get a picture?" And he choked me, and that was the picture. So, it was... can, can I talk about? Do we have time? I'm sorry, Kate's yes. boyfriend. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the other day, I was shooting an Ohio State women's basketball game, and I'm sitting next. It's me and another photographer, um, and I feel like this hot body, <laughs> and there's no better way to describe it. Just on my right leg, and I look and I see red pants, and I see Buckeyes on there, and I go, "That's Brutus." And I look, and Brutus turns around and looks at me, like, slow turn, and just waves at me. And it was, like, something out of a horror movie. He's just, like, waving at me. And I'm like, oh, hey, Brutus, you know. And he sees my phone. He's like, let's take a selfie. So we ended up taking a selfie with him. No, he's, like, pointing at me. Oh, mascot. Mascot Yeah, mascot talk. Like, you got to put it together. And he does, let's take a selfie. I take a selfie with him. And he takes my camera for, like, the – my camera, my lens is – not cheap and my body's <laughs> not cheap either and he's like let me take pictures and i'm like uh here just take my cam, my my cell phone so he takes the cell phone and he like just starts clicking things randomly like takes pictures of the ceiling you know <laughs> his feet like while he's sitting there and then he posted to instagram <laughs> oh, man, I was like, i'm sitting there going I, I took it down i thought it was going to be pretty funny oh. i may actually post it now oh, you need talking. to leave that there that's that's incredible so uh you got social media plugs uh yeah you can follow me at uh fleckapalooza and uh or, or that's uh, me but uh, hey i, oh, I could use the followers <laughs> uh no you guys can follow me at uh shudal underscore ralph or uh what what is my instagram i don't I even remember i think it's I, the same actually yeah i think it's the same uh or ralphshudal.com or just look at for me on stadiumscene.tv uh, where where fine podcasts are sold there you go so stadiumscene.com, stadiumscene.tv, stadiumscene at Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and stadium, stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And we will see you next time. for listening to today's stadium scene podcast visit us at stadiumscene.com and stadiumscene.tv be sure to subscribe to our podcast on itunes or google play store